Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentleman that sponsored this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey. Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches. Wow, but Holy Puck listeners are in luck, as you are all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheapskatehockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter holy puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing you can proudly wear wow episode 40 of holy puck podcast Momentous. we are the best source of hockey news views and reviews on the internet i am john with all with me always is my good friend cameron how are you cam <laughs> we're definitely not good friends no we're definitely not <laughs> no, I, I think we are definitely good friends. How actually. did you make it into my house? Also, it was so weird, by the way. Oh no! What started as as work colleagues, I think, blossomed into a legitimate friendship. I was the MC at your wedding, you ungrateful cunt. Yeah. 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 Anyway, episode forty. That <laughs> 40, feels that wow. feels like a milestone. It does. Well, I mean, it feels like a milestone that you might invite your mates out for a barbecue for. Well, I really dig it because that Paul Rudd movie, This Is 40, was particularly hilarious because I could relate to so many moments in it now that I too am a corpo sellout with two children. Yeah, it's great being a um, I'm like, oh, Get that's on board. cool. I'm on board with this. And yeah. I dig the fact that he spends 20 minutes a day on the shitter on his iPad. Yeah, I, that's what we do. Also relevant. Also, it's <laughs> like fantasy lineups. Pooing. Did I tell you yeah. I saw my son try and take his iPad into the toilet yesterday? I'm like, what are you doing? I said, you don't take your iPad into the toilet. And his response was, you're always watching hockey on the toilet. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Entirely accurate. Got it's me. Like, I'm sorry, seven-year-old. Your logic is unflawed. Continue. Six, uninterrupted. Six-year-old. Smash me. <laughs> yeah. You Love just it. got lit up. He also told me today he aspires to be both a doctor and a professional hockey player. Wow. Good goals. Great goals. Lofty you know, goals. he could probably do both. He probably could do both. Maybe be the next next Prime Minister as well. <laughs> Mr. Prime Minister! <laughs> yeah. Andy! <laughs> anyway, look, we've got a lot to cover on tonight's show, so we're going to try and rip right into it. And we also had a little uh, little incident earlier. And I say incident is because a rather <laughs> enraged friend of Holy Puck's, Luke Worthington, former Perth Thunder yeah. commentator slash pal. Who we've had on the show before, you know. We all know and love him. He called us before and, well... Let me just say... He'd had a few beers. Had a, had a few tins and was a little upset about the current state of the Montreal Canadiens. No, he wasn't upset now. Isn't He's happy with how things have panned out now. But now that Terrian is gone, he's like, I need a platform to rage out about how much of a box of shit he is. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll, we insert, gave it that later in, we'll insert that later in the show for you guys to listen to because we've got a special spot for him. But keep it, keep listening because it's very important. And, so, it, and it gave us a breather because we literally sat back and just let him rage. Yeah, we just let him rage. It's literally 15 minutes of a, of a Habs fan raging, which is actually pretty decent listening, to be honest. With, 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 us, gi- with us giggling in the <laughs> giggling background. Giggling like idiots in the Going, background. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, true, actually. So, I mean, it's pretty good. So, if we're, if we're, to, um, if we're to kick straight off, um, tell us tell us about your boy Torts. What's happening with, with, my, with John Tortorella? My boy Torts. A.K.A. the your most viable coach in yeah. the NHL. How's it going? Look, the BJs are still third in the East, and while they've cooled off a little bit, especially their power play, as most people projected, uh, they're still solid enough to maintain this pace heading into the postseason. Brandon Dubinsky's been really good as well lately, which certainly helps because, you know, they're actually getting some supplementary scoring. But as for our boy Torts, whilst he's still looking golden, I don't think the Jack Adams is in reach anymore. I reckon your boy, Brucey Boudreau, could be looking yep, good. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The way in which he's he's done the old turnaround in the wild has been uh, just almost out of character for Brucey, who's usually used to coaching 
shitty teams. Well, he, really. he's he's taken them from being a good team to a potentially very, 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 very threatening team. Exactly. And I will say though, does... the Blackhawks made them look very foolish this week. Yes, I watched that game and it was you very got, entertaining. Got to be nervous if you're a Wild fan, knowing that your biggest contender, not just in your division and but your conference, pummels you on on the weekly on home ice too. Yeah, that's that's a mental yeah. thing. And I tell you what, Matt Dunbar. Fucking horrible defensively. I watched him flailing about in the crease on three goals, going like, where is it? Yeah. Matt, please, come back to us. Yeah, <laughs> come back. <laughs> hey, side note, though. Who do you reckon your top three Jack Adams candidates are for the year? Uh, well, I reckon if the Caps win the President's Trophy or look like they will, then Torts is up there, obviously. Um, the Caps, you said. So not Torts. Oh, Trots. Trots. Uh. Well, oh they both start God. with a T and they're both abbreviated yeah. with a Z. That's fine. I know, it's hard. So I think he's definitely up there. There, there can't not be... I don't reckon he's going to get a look because people just assume the Capitals are a President's Trophy winning team. Yeah, well, I've and it, it's it so nothing many to times, do with him. Then, yeah, well, I mean, I think he's done a really good job of rebuilding... Not to shit on your idea. And, the bits and pieces. If he wins it for the second year in a row, I think they'll definitely look at him. Um, if not, then maybe Sullivan of the Penguins might be a go. Would you like to hear mine? Yeah. I reckon Brucey... Oh, mate, pocket billiards. Boudreaux's got it. I reckon two and three. Okay, source face. I reckon two. <laughs> if Torts doesn't crack the top three, yeah. uh, the second and third position, you're going to get Babs for the way he's turned around Toronto. Yeah. And number three, you're going to get... Now, I'm going to pronounce it as we would pronounce it in Australia, so please, everybody, oh kindly God, shut the fuck up. Guy Boucher. I know you all over in North America, you say Guy Boucher. We pronounce G-U-Y as guy down here. Yeah. But for argument's sake, I'll say Guy Boucher is probably because the Sens have been playing out of their balls. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm starting to turn the corner. I'm, I'm starting to hate them less. So, I mean, they're sitting in the second in Atlantic, so you can't really hate them. Good looking um, uniforms too. Great unis. I was watching a local game the other day, actually, and the team, I think it might have been the Ice Wolves, maybe? Yeah. Or something like that. Just like just a local game. They yeah. had the Sens-themed... Sends ish yeah. uniform, but the red was replaced with a deep blue. Oh, that's cool. So it was like black, deep blue, and that cream color. It would have been kind of like the the BJ's, like yeah, creamy. It, it was nearly a flawless jersey, except they had a Southern Cross on the neckline. I'm like, oh, stop it! So close. I know, right? You swing came swing to miss. So close. <laughs> swing, batter, 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 batter. Averman. Yeah. This is hockey. Oh. <laughs> swing, golly, 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 golly. Hey, golly, golly. <laughs> Yeah, they came so close, but uh, yeah, that, that's this, my that's my top three, and I think you can fuck off. I don't think Trotz has got a shot, dude. I mean, speaking of um, speaking speaking of BJ's, I, I mean, I watched. <laughs> Where, where's this going? I, I watched a lot of games this week, and it's surprising how many games these days are high scoring and end up in OT or a shootout. No, what do you mean? I thought the league like was in dire straits and needed to address the low scoring. Oh no, there's been so many games this week that have had four or four or more goals. There was a game that had 10 goals the other day. Hang on, so you mean to tell me because the league's getting a little younger and they're running high octane, yep. run and gun offense uh, with young players who score a lot of goals and make defensive turnovers, so which results in more goals. That's right. That's organically addressed the scoring woes? <gasps> Maybe let's not. Oh no. I mean, it's, 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 oh, no, it's, it's, it's all the goalie pants, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all, all the goalie, goalie pants. pants. Let's bring the bring that waistline in <laughs> an inch. That'll sort us out. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, so the goalies being, like, worse protected from pucks flying at their whole body is going to help. Nah, man. That inch. It'll sort us out. You, you give them an inch and they take you a five hole. <laughs> that was pretty good. You know that was good. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk about some news. Okay, so the the occasional quick and not so shit hits. You know what? They're they're <laughs> the they're, occasional. they're rarely shit. Yeah. But I'm gonna well, lead off. Sometimes they are shit. To be I'm honest. gonna lead off with this because I never miss a chance to rubbish someone else. Uh, sports Wrong. media, particularly the sports media in Pennsylvania, particularly <laughs> which is not the sports a... me- the sports media in Philadelphia. My God, I know they're kind of blowing it, but at the same time, I mean it's the sports media in Philadelphia. Philly, so, so let's get this know. right. One local scribe. That's that's one. one. That's a single person. So a dude said in the flyers angrily in, typing on his laptop should inverted commas should hear what would be offered for uh, Captain Claude Giroux. Uh, and bang, the internet ran with a, oh my God, Giroud's being offered for trade tagline. Seriously, you absolute spuds. How are any of you in a paid position? I can't believe, you know what? Absolute if spuds. If he's trolling, brilliant. No, he's not. But because if, I read a little, I mean. like, I read a little deeper into it. But if he's not, did you, did you Google too deep? Yeah, I went, I went Six, real. Six or seven pages deep. It's like that time yeah. I accidentally landed on an, an, uh, like a deep dive Oilers fan page called yeah. like <laughs> blue, blue and Orange, Blue and Orange Forever. I'm like, <laughs> ugh. Worth it though. Get me out of here. So, like, tell me some crackpot Oilers theories while you're there. That was worth it. And uh, one of our listeners, um, she put a post up the other day saying Patrick Maroon's got like his own line of clothing and shit, and which I stumbled across in that deep dive as well. And there's actually some really cool stuff there. The brand's called Big Rig. What? Yeah. Okay. I reckon we should get into it. I have immediately swung. I was I, so, so. Let me let me start. I was taking taking on a journey. So I started off not great, probably a solid three. <laughs> yeah, at best. At best. And then you immediately swung your around. Twenty goal, twenty goal goon, and the brand's called Big Rig. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know yeah. it's cool. Yeah, I'm on board. Hey, so spare a thought for Ottawa Senators and their fans. Ugh. Imagine this: you're playing really good hockey. You're you're playing great hockey. Great hockey. Your team is looking best, better than it's looked for probably 10 years. Better than expected. Better than expected. For sure. And then bang! We have a, a, a gaggle of legends that go down. A gaggle? So, hear me out. Stone, down. Recently traded, by the way. Uh, Hoffman. No, you're talking about Michael Stone. Michael Stone, my bad. Uh, Bobby Ryan, but I mean, he wasn't doing anything anyway. Um, and Tommy Wingles. So, but Tom, well, Tommy Wingles was thankfully okay. It was an overreaction. Uh, overreaction. He suited up. But so four of them out. Three of them. In a very, mm. very tight race for what is the top position of the Atlantic. In a very in a very competitive division. So look, so, Mark, Mark Stone's got a that, neck injury too. We don't tough. know what's so, going on with that. Bobby again, Ryan's a, a six week injury. That's a classic O for out, which and means Hoffman's a groin as well. Yeah, groin again, groin in hockey really hard. Three to six to, weeks yeah. or four months. Yeah. It so could any, it could be anything. It could be could be, could be anything. But we wish Boucher and his senators the best. <laughs> and you know who you know who's been fantastic? <laughs> Dion Phaneuf has been an absolute revelation in a Senators uniform. Yeah, I know he's getting paid way too much money for the role that he's playing. But you know what? He's helping him hit the cap floor. He's nailing that role. And rather interestingly, I heard earlier today, they're able to more effectively manage Eric Carlson's minutes because they've actually got they a solid and reliable defenseman for him. It makes sense, right? Good on you, Dion. Yeah. Tell Alicia we said, hey. Yeah. Just What's up? What's up? You're married to an Alicia as I well. I am. I am. It's oh, great. Oh, that's perfect. I know, right? Now she won't know you're being creepy on your podcast. <laughs> also, FYI, people can't tell that you're pointing at my face when you do that. So it's important that they know that you're pointing at my face. Hang on, they can't hear my hand actions? Yeah. Good loud. I know, if only. All right, so the first uh, notable move of the pending trade deadline's gone down. Uh, there it the is, Flames, and I fucked it, by the way. You did fuck it, but that's expected, because look at you. I know. Uh, the Flames acquired defenseman <laughs> Michael Stone from Arizona Yay! for a third round of this year. Conditional fifth rounder next year. And, potential. And Arizona actually uh, ate some money. They retained some of the salary too. Mm, smart uh, move for them. Very good move for Calgary. Stone's going to help shore up that blue line, give Yay. you some depth in the playoffs. And and the Flames are very familiar with him. There's been uh, 
management and coaching uh, history with them. Yeah. In the past, when Stone was playing his junior hockey. So they're very excited to have him on board. And they should be excited to have him on board. He's had a down year, but he's a good player. Side note, Phoenix's throwback unis. Dudes hate it. I'm into it. Dude, I fucking love it. Hey. You love shit unis, though. Yeah, the love Islanders shit jersey with the fisherman on it. Nah, you get it. You, I know you're coming around, so stop trying to shit on me. Yeah. I know it. So yeah. fuck you. I'm actually, I'm actually, <laughs> you know what? I'm borderline adding it to the list. Yeah. But the old school with the shitty coyote on it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of jerseys. A little bit of green, a little bit of orange. You spe- get me. Speaking of jerseys, your boys finally located the John Scott All-Star jerseys for us, we Australians, and I'm ordering you one as a gift. Yes. So, Radulov has been an absolute steal this year. He's knocking them off like anyone's business. They're paying him five mil-ish. Five mil and change for a one year. It was that, that's, a, that's a safe game. So, he's I'm 30 with it. no teeth and he's asking for <laughs> six years plus... Or three years at uh, three years at seven and a bit mil. You know what? Huge. We won't delve any further into this because we tackle it with we Luke tackle later with Luke, on. But it's noteworthy nonetheless. I don't think it's an unreasonable request either. And your boy Antoine Vermet. Oh, uh, I don't know if he's my boy. Had after. a bit of a had a bit of a brain fart and tried to uh, slash a linesman, and as such was handled out. Uh, not five games, not six games, but ten games. I, I get it because now that everything's had time to settle, it does look like he was pissed off at the draw. It was a shit draw. Yeah. And he, but if 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 the if the, the linesman, whole thing but if the linesman stinks. was closer, it would have been a dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're yeah. blowing my fucking gig. But because he had to reach, it looked like anyway. The point is the whole thing sucks. Right. The point is the whole thing sucks, and he is he is formally appealing it, which I'm actually backing now because. If Nyquist can walk away with a lowly six-game penalty yeah. for trying to stab someone in the head... Yeah, essentially. I don't think you should be getting 10 for you. So yes, I understand there's automatic tears of suspension. Yeah, yeah. so for, they're talking five for conduct, games. For conduct upon... with a ref, but... Well, if, if you, the... you cannot give him more for that little love tap yeah. than Nyquist got for potentially like... Like if he'd gone an inch higher, Jared, uh, Jared Spurgeon might actually be missing an eye. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, so they're talking... Um, if successful appeal, it'll drop down to five. And I think the hearing's pretty soon, actually. Maybe tonight or I think it tomorrow. might be, like, uh, our Friday. Yeah, it's, like, tomorrow, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it'll be overnight. Well, I've stopped saying tomorrow, and I'm trying to drop actual days, because... Yeah, Friday. Because we've, we've now actually developed quite the following in North America, more so than our, quote, friends here in Australia, you unsupportive sons of bitches. Yeah, thanks, pals. All of you. Obviously, those of you who do listen that are from Australia, we love you greatly. Yeah, keep listening and thanks. But, <laughs> but for everyone that doesn't, you're getting your asses kicked by the Yanks and I the know. Canadians. Which and is a little upsetting. And people way. in the UK have apparently taken to it. Yeah, and there's like, a, 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 I guess, a, a small outpost in Latvia that are listening. Is so there really? Big ups. Yeah, there is. <laughs> 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 oh my god I'm gonna... I can, You know what I can tell you The ridiculous countries That people are listening to us And I say it ridiculous Because we have no right In having people listening to us In those countries In any country In any country Other than I mean even here It makes no sense To be perfectly honest I'm so into that That's great news Thanks John That's really pepped me up Man I, I did so many stats this week mm. So many So clearly, in, clearly I looked at them While I was pooing last night Well I was going to say You've yeah. done <laughs> no, no work reporting no. Lots of holy fuck reporting Lots of holy fuck reporting Yeah Because hey, um, he needs actual stats for work This is a cool little tip here Mount Willie if I pronounce this correctly, it's, it's Walik Klo or Walik Klo, whatever it is. Walik Walik Klo. He's a junior C player for the Midland Flyers. Uh, early, killing it. Early this year, he had a 10-point game. So, of course, he's going to one-up himself with an 11-point game against the Huntsville Isn't this Otters. kid like 19 or something? Nah, he's like 17. So, 11-point game against the Huntsville Otters. He had six goals and five assists in a 12-3 fisting. My Jesus. God. Somebody put him in a Yotes jersey. 
I don't know if I've scored five assists all season. That's massive. In one game, though, holy shit. Yeah, that's mental. He's, oh, my God. He is, as Ben Smith would have you believe, the best player in his league. Ben is? Yeah. <laughs> Did he really say that? No. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna, to rib him in a huge way. I'm just giving him shit. Hey, I tell you what. The Canes have dropped off in a huge way after an impressive speaking surge of, last year, Speaking of things though. Ben doesn't like. Oh, the Hurricanes the dropping Hurricanes off and not surging. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently they've dropped off to the point where they're saying that Justin Fork is now actually available for the right price. Yeah, so and that was... The, GMs, the, get in there! Yeah, like... And to the point that the actual quote was, for the right price, we're willing to let him go. And I think it was willing to let him go. And like, that's because they've got they've got good kids in the system. They've got Hannafin, they've got Slavin. I get it. But that's, that's still a big name. They're, they're offensive farmers looking ridiculous. I mean, they've dropped off... I really dig Aho too. Some, oh, dude. I mean, they're still four games off the pace anyway, so they could still make it. I think they're realists. They know they know they don't have the goaltending to get over the line, so they no, may as well, well move someone like Fork now and reap the benefits later. Yeah, well, I mean, at least one of the two has to be going to to Vegas as a backup. Surely, lack or lack awards going to be made. Any way you can get rid of Eddie Lack's a good way. No, any way you can get rid of Cam Ward. Holy fuck. Yeah, but. Every this time, year he's, but he's every, so time streaky. Lack, every time Lacks given the opportunity, to, he blows it. He yeah, blows it as well. Well, he has two good games and then five shit ones. Do you remember though? This is I'm going to say it'd be early 2014. I can't remember what the circumstances were. Lack played a fucking blinder for the Canucks, like it was a standout game. Yeah, and it was just pre-trade. It might have been the outdoor game that they sat Luongo. <gasps> And everyone, when that happened, was like, "Oh, you know what? This guy's the next. This thing. this guy's gonna. This guy's yeah. found his form. Yeah. Turns out Jim Benning knows more than we do, and because he got rid of him, because he's not fucking good. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a little unfortunate. I mean, we we did the math. Uh, ben and I sat down and did the math really quick, and we, we looked at all the teams that could potentially make it. And it turns out we we're completely wrong because the Isles are now in a wild card, wild card spot, and Tampa Bay are looking like they're threatening a little bit. How's Tampa Bay have had the worst season and could make the playoffs? I know. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and could make it still. And that segues really well into this point. Stamkos is back on the ice skating and puck handling with the team's assistant coaches. Yeah, so you know what that means. Stam of the Hammer's coming back. Imagine if they can cool. find a way to squeak in, get Stamkos back. They yeah. don't trade Brian Boyle because they've made it. Yeah. And, wait for it, guess who went down injured again today? Ryan Callahan. Do you Whoa. know why that's good news? Depending on Cat what the injury is, put him on IR, yeah. free up the money, acquire yeah. someone at the deadline. And then bang, they're back in it. So the Bolts have been fucking horrid all year. And they've they got could, that they fat could, stamp cost money that they haven't had to pay him all year. They could squeak in, yep. get Stam and the Hammer back. Ooh. They don't trade Boise. And Ooh. and they make a trade deadline acquisition yep. because, so because uh, Callanan's on IR. Wow. Wow, this wow, is, wow. This is the team to watch. Cam, write that down. We don't need to write it down because we're recording it. Oh yeah. It's like it's like writing with, with your mouth. Like verbally. Yeah. You know? I'm making really creepy eyes at you. So creepy. Anyway, so Trooper got suspended for his headshot on stone. Um Everyone's a fair, little dirty on it, fair, though. Fair, because it caused a neck injury. It, I mean, yes. So, okay, fine. So, Truba's suspension was fair, however. However, there's three other people who are upset right now. So, Blake Wheel is cut. Because uh, Malkin hit at him the in Malkin the head hit. and went unpunished. Yeah. Um, so, again, this, the, the Strowman Brian Little hit, again. Last year. Last year was ignored. So, there's so many people who are just feeling like the inconsistency coming out of the player safety division, I guess, is just not... Well, let, let me say something, yeah. The inconsistency coming out of the player safety department is, yeah, is a time-honored thing. It's They've always been shit and inconsistent. Mm. However, 
Winnipeg probably more than a lot of other teams this year. I'm not going to say they're playing like goon hockey. Oh, they're definitely playing rough though. They Holy play rough shit. hockey. They take a lot of bad penalties. They get very emotional and take a lot of bad yeah. penalties, and they do it a lot of the time. They get emotional. Are so they at easy. the point now where they take so many dumb penalties and do so many silly things? The referees are like, you know what, Winnipeg, we do something dumb, we're gonna fucking penalise you for it. And if someone does something dumb to you, eh, maybe we'll let it go to you. Calm down a little bit, because you got dudes like Bufflin, Truba, Tyler Myers. They're all. And by the way, Winnipeg have the physically biggest team on the ice too. Oh, yeah. So and when those dudes are throwing their not, bodies around, people are getting hurt. They're not afraid to throw it around, too. So they're they're hitting think, dudes yeah. hard, So too. I think they've taken enough bad penalties, and they've rubbed more than enough people the wrong way, I where now the Department of Player Safety is going, you know what, Winnipeg? We've had enough. This might get you to calm down just a little bit. We're not going to suspend Person X for hitting you. We're going to suspend Truba for hitting Stone. Yeah, well, it's so interesting you say that, because I was watching the, the Leafs game. It is interesting that I said that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. it is. Great, yeah. great point, Cam. Thanks, but man. But I, I was watching the, the Leafs-Jets the Leafs Jets game the other day. and Great, great game, by the way. Great game. So, again. Round two, line A v, v uh, Aussie Maddie. I know, right? So, nine goals scored in the game, but mm. holy shit. I watched the, the last period and a half, right? Hello, reckless defense. Yeah, I know, right? But holy shit, the Jets were trying to beat down pretty hard on the Leafs because they're all young dudes, right? And so the Leafs are just like, we're not buying into it. We can't physically. And so you've got dudes like Buff who is like, you know, having a crack at Mana and a lot of the younger dudes. No, nah, Mana like, wasn't on the ice. Mana's on IR. Oh, that's right. That's right. So uh, You mean Nylander? Yes, thank you. I Nylander. often confuse them because they're all They're, they all look about 12 years old. And, and they yeah. all look exactly the same. They're all the same height. Yep. They're like a little, a little army of clones that are all like 21. Highly talented clones that are Highly probably, probably exactly. going to win nine Stanley Cups. I know, in like stage. three years. Crazy. Yeah. But uh, just how aggressive they're attacking those young dudes was just out of control. Like, that's why they lost control yeah. of, of the last period. And lost. That, that's what, they lost the game. They were focusing on They the were trying things. to hit dudes. They yeah. were literally getting them into the corners. And what was happening is the Leafs, who were smart, were swinging the puck around and they were, they were just essentially crashing the net. Bang. They scored a goal. And then they, they got the goal in the last... Controversial statement. Do you know who the most valuable player on the Toronto roster has been this year? Who? Matt Martin. Matt Martin, yeah. He's the only one on that roster with the ability to protect those kids and stand up for them. Yeah, but people are kind Not of... Not strictly true because Nazem Kadri doesn't have the size, but he's got the balls and he has a go. But he's got the app, right? But, and he's got the app. But Martin, like if they didn't have Matt Martin there, they would be getting victimized. Yeah, but because they know that he'll retaliate. Yeah. And so it's it's no one really wants to fight Matt Martin. Like, well, I don't think the the Jets would have a problem doing it because you've got no. dudes like Buff and you've got like there's Thorburn and you can. I think Peluso is still kicking around in yeah. their system. Like, Dude, there's, there's a bunch of big rigs who, who are willing to bang just to get it on it. But but the point is that he stopped them from being victimized. True, but that being said, the it's the aggressiveness to which the Jets are, and this this is why I don't think they're going to be any noise in the playoffs. Would you say aggressiveness it. or recklessness? Well, it's 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 an even helping of both, right? Because Ooh. I was watching the game, and so they were being reckless in the defensive zone. As soon as it got to the neutral zone, they were essentially they were trying to switch gears into this like run and gun style. But you can't be in the defensive end trying to fuck dudes up and then just mm. switch gears automatically. Like, it's not how it works. If, you you fo if you're that. focused on unnecessary hits, you're taking yourself out of the play. But it's it, very simple. It, it's, it's all time. It's all time that you're wasting completing hmm. a hit. There is, And there's a right place and a right time to send a message and make a hit. And as you're heading towards overtime, that's not it. Uh, no. And they, for, for the, they were up. 
They, they were up 3-4 and then the, the Leafs just piled it on. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Was, John, I, I like your synopsis. I was just upset because I thought I, I picked it up because I'm like, oh, this is a game I can watch the Jets win. But you know what, though? I am a huge Jets fan. That team's got so much talent. And the fact they pushed the Leafs five, they, they went five to four with the Leafs, right? Mm. you got to remember, they did it without Truba. They did it without Tyler Myers and they were missing a third defenseman. Um, was it Tobias Enstrom? Uh, yeah, yeah so. Instrum. So they've done it without three of their top six defensemen. Yeah. So pe- people, I know it's very easy to say. And they oh were my stretching God. the minutes over everyone. Like yeah. Buff played like 40 minutes or something. <laughs> and look, I know it's very <laughs> easy to say, oh my God, the Jets are irresponsible and they're reckless and they're this and they're that. They are though. They are one piece away from being a really good team because here's the thing. Connor Hellebuck this year, he's yeah. played some shit games. He's leaked some goals. He's a rookie goaltender. Yeah. They're going to make those mistakes. He's good, man. Paul Maurice is stuck by him. He keeps putting it in. He's giving him experience. And then I think next year he'll have a fantastic year. That defense, your Bufflin, your Truba, your Enstrom, your Myers, they've got Chirot there. That's a good defense. Look up front. Shifley, Line, Ehlers, mm-hmm. Little, good, Little, Wheeler. We talk about Winnipeg a lot, right? Lowry, Adam Lowry, six. He's a good so dude, all right? those dudes leading the team in hits, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I think they are one all- piece away from being a really really like really contender. good team really good team i i agree with a proviso that they don't keep playing the way they are and they, I ne- don't they need <sighs> they need to reassess their approach particularly in the back half of the season could you argue that, that that approach will be reassessed for them with the insertion of the right piece uh potentially it depends on what the coach wants to do right maybe that maybe that right piece is a steadying veteran third line center that tells them when boys now's the time to yeah, calm it down and here's what out. we're doing yeah it's, it's definitely a, 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 a justin williams style calm at the farm you know what perfect example perfect fit. perfect example yeah he's out of contract this year by the way uh he is yeah there you go Win- winnipeg there's your boy man, Joey will. Mr. mr game seven mr game seven with that hair <laughs> all right hey we're gonna hit into some more news the toronto maple leaves are wearing their green and white st patch uniforms to pay tribute to their 1922 to 25 era setup uh in my opinion, it looks like a beer commercial gone wrong, but I'm sure millions is going to be made in merchandise, so more power to you. Fuck me. Yeah, here's the thing, though. I saw that jersey like live in the flesh at the at the uh, Hall, Hall, of Fame. Hall of Fame, which they have. You know what? Not good. Not for me. Not for me. No, not for me. Oh, you know thank, what? I'm happy to be flamed. Thanks, Seth. It's just... Nah. I got your super bad reference. Yeah, I know. But um, I, you know what? It's just, I, I don't hate to say it, but it's a dog shit jersey. I'm it, sorry, It man. looks like a, a Massachusetts area peewee team's uni no, because it looks like of, somebody's mum knitted it and went we're wearing this now I played soccer when I was nine for a team called the Celtics and that's what it looks like yeah shit ass mm. mm. not into it sorry Toronto hey uh, in addition the first of the NWHL's semi-final games has been locked in for March 16 with uh, defending champs and number one seed Boston Pride are going to be taking on a yet to be determined four seed and yes we know there's only four teams in the league but it's the order and it's the matchups and if you haven't watched one of the women's games yet, please do, because it's fast and they're talented and it's really good. It is. It's actually fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch. They're very talented athletes. They are. Don't be a dickhead. Tune in. In fact, go and download the app, which I urged you to do this yeah, week. which I did, actually. Because a buttload of their footage, they make available for free on yeah, the app. There's free actually, content. There's that, nothing wrong with free content. It's actually a little YouTube thing. You click there. Yeah, there you go. See, here's, there you go. here's all the shit from all our games for you yeah, to watch, watch at no highlights. charge. Just yeah. get into it. This, see, this is a thing that the NHL could learn. Free highlights. Well, no, they do do that because the... the it takes the, some hours to put it up. No, the, the wraps, the game summaries are all free of charge. So for people who can't afford Game Pass, there's, there's a summary like of every game. I have to say, I've used Game Center this year probably more 
than I have for a long time. Because this year, they, you notice they have games. Yeah. They're starting at, in, in Australia's 4.30 a.m. Well, how's this, is, though, too? Because the Bees played Anaheim today. The game was still going at 5 p.m. Yeah. I, I was at, a game when I was I at home after work yeah. on a weekday watching a game with my kids. Dude, I'm like, West Coast amazing. And then West Coast games are great. Anytime your team plays Vancouver, you, you can watch it when you get home. Well, I messaged a mate in Boston. I'm like, are you having a nice time? He's like, it's 1 a.m. over yeah, here. I like want to go sucks. to bed. And I'm like, it's 5 o'clock here. I'm about to start it's making so dinner. cold. I, I, just, I just need to go to bed. But... Hockey. Hey, Hockey side well. note with the NWHL stuff that John uh, John and I found out this week as well. Yeah. Straight off the top, any jersey you buy for the NWHL, 15% of the jersey goes to the straight player to whose the jersey it is. Like yes. straight up off the top. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be getting a jersey. We are. Who I'm are you backing? Is it, is it the gonna, whale? I'm yet to decide. I feel like it's going to be Connecticut though. Well, I don't feel like you can go for the Buffalo Buttes because you're a horrible looking person. So yeah. it's kind of a weird contrast. And more importantly, Buffalo is a very depressing town. Yeah. So. And I think Connecticut. <laughs> and it would go against Connecticut my whale works. Because then Hartford, the yeah, whale, yeah, the whale. Again, more the yeah, that one. works. That you know, I can't really. It goes against my whole fantasy being this year with big trouble and little little buffalo. Big tra- yeah, 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 yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I can't buy a buffalo jersey. Also, while we are on the women's game as well, Hillary Knight gave a really smashing interview in the hockey news. She this week. always gives good interviews. She's though. a yeah, she's awesome. Uh, where she championed the direction of the league. Um, she understands that merging the CWHL and the NWHL would make sense from a quality standpoint because you have all the best players in the one spot. However, the Canadian League still doesn't pay its players. The US one does, which is a step in the right direction for women's sports in general. Um, The Boston Pride in the league as a whole are lucky to have her as an ambassador for the game, obviously. She's she's very well-spoken, very articulate, and she's a really good mouthpiece to continue growing your game. So uh, chuck her a follow on all your socials because she's got a lot of good shit to say. Yeah, well, we followed her years ago, so get over, get on that. Well, we can say that because we've been going for like two years now. Oh, We're in our second season, cuz. That's crazy. Hey, speaking of crazy shit, you know who's ready to go? You know who's you know who's ready? You know who's ready? Your boy, my boy, Mike Richards. He's ready to go. I can't believe that. Yeah, I was, I was listening <laughs> to um, Hockey Central on Sportsnet, and one of the dudes was back. You know how it's always like Hockey Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they play pond hockey. He was like, oh, I was in you know the little town where Mike Richards is from, and he's like, Dude looks cut. He's raring to go. He's like, I want to be back in the league. If you're a playoff contender and you're <laughs> like, I need a fourth line center yeah. with experience who knows how to win, you'd get him for fucking no, yeah. $600,000. Well, lots of, I mean, my, the Caps tried. It didn't work out. But I'm sure that there's a, there's a contender out there who's thinking, you know what? I could use a little bit of leadership. I could use someone who's been there before. Well, who do we see as the top three contenders each conference? Pittsburgh, but they don't need they don't any, need they don't need an addition. No. Washington, they're not going to take the not, same run on him again. No, and we're not, we're not really need anyone right now. Anyway, Minnesota already have the depth. That's right. You know who I could legitimately see taking a run at him For, because you could get him on the cheap yeah. as a fourth line center. Yeah. Why don't San Jose give him San a crack? Jose or the Ducks? Nah, Ducks aren't a legit contender. Well, if if they if they win a few games in a row and he, they're looking like well, well maybe he, we might. It's it's probably maybe maybe Calgary, maybe go, Nashville. Go one better. Go one better. Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, it makes. It's, go, Mike. We need you to come play our fourth line center role. Impart some of your words of wisdom and yeah. experience on He's our 600K. kids. Six hundred thousand dollars. And while you're here, can we please ask that you stop trafficking oxy? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty simple. So look, play you're hockey. Already, you're already in Canada. Play hockey. Don't sell drugs. Play what? hockey. Don't sell drugs. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty easy seminar to take, really. And they've got heaps of drugstores there, man. It's not, it's not hard. Can not you just, not you necessary. Just go buy it. You yeah. Just buy it. I mean, you don't need to bring it over. The- not necessary, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Mike. If Mike. That is your real name. 
<laughs> also, that accent's bullshit, by the way. And I mean, look, this is a fantastic segue because we're going to go from talking about Oxy to someone doing something nice for children. Um, have you got any tissues over there? I don't, but I've done all my crying. Yeah, you've done your crying I, already? Before I go to sleep each night, so it's okay. <laughs> all right, so St. Louis Blues superstar, uh, Vlad Tarasenko. Also, I love that we've shortened it to Vlad now. Vlad, love oh, it. When was the last time you made a dude called Vlad? My dad's business legend. partner is Vlad. Top stuff. I know, right? Top stuff. I was, I was hoping you would say, ooh, Vlad. I'm like, actually know a Vlad. Uh, sis, my sister-in-law used to date a Vlad. What? Two for two. Brutal. <laughs> uh, anyway, Vlad Tarasenko, he's given 11-year-old superfan uh, Ariana Dugan the most red-hot of birthday presents. This could be the best present of all time, I think. Well, she was diagnosed with um, neuroblastoma, which is a childhood cancer, it age is. three. That's obviously it's, fucking it's horrid. It's critical and end stage when you're three. Um, so that's pretty rough. She's gone eight years. So yeah. she's coming. Obviously, that's a really hard slog for her and her family. Uh, Tarasenko organized, paid for, and arranged a trip for two. Um, not just to come to the game and watch the game and hang, to out, hang out, to join the team on the chartered flight between yeah. Arizona, Colorado, hang with, the team. hang with the team, be oh a part God. of the game day experience. Yeah. Like just get involved, travel, in connecting buses, yeah. hotel, locker room, hang, just whole experience, all, the whole thing. That's that's above and beyond. It's, it's be a hockey yeah. player for for three days. And look, it's a, a lot of hockey players do a lot of very nice charitable things. This but this is the most this immersive. Game yeah. day. This is a whole thing. Be a right? part of the team. One, I think we've seen that's fantastic. Absolutely. This is this is the this is the like the NHL equivalent of give the kid a contract for a day like they do in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. Really. I'm. I was super into it. Yeah. Very very impressive, Mr. Tarasenko. You know what I'm. You know what I'm into. Because he's, he's a quiet dude too. He doesn't he's, say much. No, he doesn't say anything. He's, he's just. He's just like yeah, I'm here to play hockey. Quietly yeah. spoken. Yeah. Nice. Not well spoken though, but just yeah. Quiet. Yeah. But you know, I will say though, I'm really stoked that this is good news. And it's not a goalie. It's not a goalie. Like we've done, we've done the rounds on the goalies, and we're, we're actually you know fucking what? I'm sick calling, of goalies. I'm telling you, I'm sick of goalies doing good things. I want another fucking position to step up. Maybe a D man can do something. Can Ray Emery come back to the league so there's a goalie that's a shit dude that we <laughs> can rubbish? Shit on. Yeah. You know what? What Ray. is Ray Emery doing now other than punching dudes in the back of the head? Probably bar fights. Honestly, <laughs> bar fights. Oh, are you still salty because he bashed Holby? Yeah. That was so shit because no one defended Holby either. No, and Holby's like, I don't want to fight you. And he's like, no, we're fighting. He's like, okay, but I don't want to fight you though. It was just assault. Like, Holby really, just got bashed. Holby, he did. He, he just got, got bashed. bashed. <laughs> he's probably just upset and hanging in Northern Alberta punching dudes. Oh, dear. Dearie me. That. Actually, isn't he American born? Yeah, maybe. Probably. Probably. I don't, I don't care enough to know that. Nah, you know what? Neither do I. All right. I don't care enough about Philadelphia's ex-goalies to really do the research on that. So before tonight's show, we gave our friend Luke Worthington a nice bit of a call to get his thoughts on the Habs situation. Over to you, Lukey. But I need a platform to fucking rant about all things Canadian. Is that okay? And we're cool with that because we're angry, guys. We can appreciate it. We get that. it when people are cut. And so honestly, we like it when people are salty. Like, I feel like 95% of our posts on social media are other people who are salty. Also, John, tell Luke what I'm wearing right now. Uh, he's, he's wearing no pants <laughs> and a Vegas Knights t-shirt. Vegas Knights t-shirt. We're in. We're back in the new boys. <laughs> we are. I'm about, as, I'm about as dangerous. I'm wearing a St. George Dragons hat in the Cronulla Shire. Yeah. I don't, so, um, be careful. I don't fully get the reference because I know so little about rugby. I, I legitimately wouldn't know. Is, is that a beef? Like, do they have a rivalry? Put it this way, the looks I was getting at the pub, I got out of there thinking that I better get out of here, I'm going to get stabbed. Wow. Sick. Very sensible behaviour, Sydney. Way to get cut over a sixth-rate sport. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like an F market. So yeah. close. So close to a B market. All right, Luke's got business. Let him hit it. Luke, take us away. Look, the Montreal, <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens really needed to get rid of this guy probably two or three years ago. And sure, he's made a conference final. Sure, he made Game 7 of the Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. But he's an angry, aggressive, stubborn guy who, well, from from my perspective, an angry, aggressive, stubborn guy who plays favourites. And often those favourites are people who don't deserve to be favourites, um, i.e. David Dehane, who um, he was playing as the number one... David Dehane was leading the Canadians in minutes um, as a centre this season. Like... And, and now I know I can swear on this show. What the fuck were you thinking? Like, what the fuck were you actually thinking? Giving this five foot nothing fucking lazy, lazy douchebag the top centre minutes on the Mon- you're the Montreal Canadiens. Like, have some dignity. Have some dignity. Well, you're the you're the best franchise in sport. Why have you got David Dehaney? Centering your top line. You've got Max Pacioretty, who's a top three winger in the league. And Mark Bergevin, he's just back the wrong horse. Yeah. He's back the wrong horse. You've traded P.K. Subban about six to eight months before you fired this guy that you traded him for. What are you thinking? What are you actually thinking? Send help. <laughs> Send help. Fuck. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, this is the best. Oh my god! You know we really like it yeah. when people come on the show just to swear because they feel like they can. <laughs> like, the oh my god! Last time I was on the show, I didn't know that it was uncut. <laughs> yeah, and like we're um yeah we've definitely got the explicit rating, which is good, which is why no one from Australia wants to work with us. However, everybody from other countries thinks it's hilarious and they're on board. Yeah, they're like, oh Australians, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. So I mean, and, the the Hardane thing was. I mean, probably the funniest thing in professional sports that I've seen in quite some time. But I mean, tell us, tell us your thoughts about, um, I guess, the transition to, to the new coach and, and and how you think the players are going to respond. I think that the players really, really didn't like that guy, <laughs> and I I think that based on all reports that. Um, they're going to adjust well. They they were really hating having him there. And Kerry Price, people say Kerry Price was throwing games because he wanted to get rid of Michelle Terrier. Oh, Kerry Price was doing this. Kerry Price was doing that. Wow. I think Kerry Price wasn't motivated to go to work. You guys know you have good bosses and you have bad bosses. The coach is your boss. If yes, you're too. not, if you, if your we boss is terrible. You're not motivated to go to work, no matter how, no matter if you're the best hockey player in the world or not. You're not motivated. I agree. He, he, he wasn't throwing games. He just wasn't motivated. As someone who prides himself on being a fantastic boss, I I fully agree with you. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess the, the closed door meeting with the GM and all of the dudes who we were considered to be the best players on the Canadians lineup saying. Hey man, we need to fire the coach because he's a fucking douche canoe and he's fucking terrible at his job because we keep losing and D Hardain has top minutes. What's wrong with you? It's like fucking Groundhog Day with that team. 
You go 20 games hot at the start of the season and then just crash and burn and blow it. towards the end of it. And it's either miss the playoffs or it's a second round exit or something like that. It's like, what are you doing? You needed to get rid of this guy years ago. Can years I... ago. And Bergevin is the smart guy, but I think that his, but, but I think that he also plays favourites. Terrian was his buddy. They were they were quite clearly best friends, and it, it was just something that I think he needed to put his emotions aside and think, what's the best for my hockey team? Can and I, he didn't. Can I ask you a right question until, then? Right until now. So based on your your damning synopsis of all things Michel Terrian, do you think he will find another job with an NHL club? Um, look, the the reason that okay, I, I want to start with I want to start with this first. The reason people are saying, oh, um, Boston did Claude Julien a huge favor, um, letting him go to the Montreal Canadiens. It's not a huge favor. They took. They got five million dollars taken off the books because Montreal are paying for his contract now. Well, so te- technically, it was only are three. Be wanting someone to take Michel Therrien, um, I think it's a matter of who can pay him, um, and if there's a team that can actually pay him, are they going to be a good enough team to be able to? Um, sorry. Uh, got a bit sidetracked here. Um, if, if a team can pay Michel Therrien, are they going to be a, a team that's going to want to take him? Is a, is it, like I don't think that a bad team is going to be able to pay him enough, and I don't think that a team that's going to be pay, that's going to be able to pay him enough is going to be a, is going to want to take him. Well, what is, do you, the, is the thing that I see it? What do you think? Um, what I do you think about this? So, but with the with the rules for the expansion draft, right, and with the players yep. and personnel that Vegas will have available to them, it looks like they're going to have really good goaltending. Really good yep. defense and probably pretty mediocre forwards. Given that Terrian has a really good knack for turning potentially good forwards into grinders and playing relatively decent, you know, defensive games, is he the right coach for a Vegas team that won't be able to score? Look, one thing about Terrian, and this is probably the most positive thing I can say about him, is that he does a really good job of turning forwards into guys who can win puck battles. I mean, he's got Brendan Gallagher, who's also five foot nothing like Dehane, winning puck battles against guys 10 times his size along the boards. And it's amazing to watch. It it, it truly is. But you can't get them to score goals. Um, He is streaky with the way that he structures his defense. Um, I mean, he traded PK. He he obviously orchestrated um, trying to get P.K. Subban traded for Shea Weber. And he clearly did nothing for the defense. Well, here's he did a, nothing at all. Here's another question. So, well, actually, here's, here's yeah, one question cool. and one statement. Firstly, maybe he is the right fit for Vegas as a streaky coach because in Vegas, sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. You just got to ride it out, you know? Dickhead. Dickhead move. <laughs> but the question is, as a Habs fan... Now that Shea Weber has cooled off on the scoreboard from the first half of the season and Terrian's gone, on a scale of one to salty, how cut about the trade are you? Uh, like I said at the start on my Savage. big rant, um, yeah, a, a very, a 10, a 10. Um, you know, it's so funny I mean, you ask that. I've been, and it's, it's so funny you say Go that on. you're super cut because I've been reading heaps on the, on the R Hockey 
Reddit this week, and there are so many salty Canadians fans right now going, we gave up some air for this? Are you kidding yep. me? Do you, do you know what? Do you know what's even worse? Do you know who I feel the worst for out of all of this? It's actually Shea Weber, because he came in, would have had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to prove the haters wrong. Played a fantastic start to the year. The coach is blowing smoke, up, so smoke up his ass. blowing smoke up his ass. And now that the coach is gone and he's dropped off a bit, everyone's like, hang on a minute. Yeah, he's not nearly as good as they said he was. We've been fucked. We've all been had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Poor, poor Shay. <laughs> Won't someone just think about Shay? Just for a minute. <laughs> One good thing about the the Weber trade is that I guess Julian has obviously had a history with Team Canada, yeah. so he's so had a bit of a history coaching Shay, I guess, and being around Shay. And look, um, and he definitely so knows how to use that can't a, be a negative. And he definitely knows how to use a big ambling defenseman as well. So I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's there, there is there, there is benefits that I will say though, Char is a significantly better puck handler. Yeah, and significantly taller as well. Yeah, and I think that okay, this is this is another thing that I just need to get off my chest. Mark Bergevin going on PSN six ninety saying, uh, we need a uh, puck moving defenseman. Oh no. Yeah, that's pretty good. You can't go out and say you need a puck-moving defenseman. What you gave up your puck-moving? You gave up the, the, in my opinion, you gave up the second best next to Eric Carlton puck-moving defenseman in the league. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. you say so you rate him above Dowdy? Oh, puck-moving. Wow. Okay. Let's go third. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Doughboy for a number of reasons, mainly because he's as unfit as I am, and he still makes it work. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate that kind of uh, sloppy hustle. Yeah, there's nothing quite like a bit of slop hus. <laughs> sloppy hustle. That's copyright. Holy Park. That, that's new. That is new. All right. I like it. Yeah. Do you know what's not new though? What? Salty Canadians fans. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but, but Luke's our favourite salty Canadian Yeah, yeah, that's fan, what we got so you on the show, okay. man. We very much appreciate the chat. But, I mean, for real, though, I mean, things have obviously changed and potentially not for the better over the last few, few, I guess, I mean, months for the Canadians. And, obviously, now it's a really interesting time to reflect on what could have been and how it is now. It's so interesting to see fans thinking about, my God, what did we do? We really should have just flipped the coach 12 months ago as opposed to flipping potentially our best player and our greatest asset you know so it's, it's, it's well let me let me close this out with one last question for you then given that yes you are still technically first in your division and there has been that slide do you think the uh the julian appointment whoever you're going to grab in free agency do you think that's enough to not only bolster your position and stay at the top of your division but to actually make a serious push in the playoffs this year look i, I think right this year off the, there's too many strong teams in the Metropolitan. And the reason that I think that they should have done this one to two years ago is because you've only got next season left of Kerry Price before he becomes unrestricted. And it's like, what are, what are you going to, what are you thinking you're going to pay him? Are you going to, you're going to be taking $10 million off the cap for the best goalie in the league? You, you're not going to be able to afford that. You're not going to be able to build a good team around a guy who's going to want that much money unless he agrees to take a significant pay cut. Next year is the last year that they have to go for it. And that's it. So unless, he, so unless he, Kerry Price agrees to sign for a significant 
significant amount less than he's worth. That's it. So well, he, the buck stops at the end of next year. That, that's all we've got. So, and so, I think that it's probably too late for Julian. So the 2017-2018 season is the last hurrah for this batch of Canadians. Do you think you'll re-sign yep. Radulov? Sorry? Do you think you'll re-sign Radulov? Yeah, I, I do. Really? I, I think that he's staying. He wants a six-year deal or a three-year deal worth seven mil a year. And how old is he? 30? 30, 30, 30, 30 flat. 31, 30 yeah. flat. He yeah. just looks about 64. It's the vodka. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the teeth as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Look, he's right. I, that's, I guess that's, the, um, that's what happens when you want a good player like that. They want term. Mm. You, you got to fit him in, man. You have to pay the price when you want to give a guy like that term. Solid pun, by well, the way. Well, um, here's the thing, though. If you jettison Galchenik, not Galchenik. Oh my god, why am I saying? If you jettison <laughs> Plakanic, you can afford Radulov and Price. <sighs> Plakanic is the ideal guy to go at the to go at the expansion draft. Surely they yeah. expose him. They love turtlenecks in Vegas. They do. <laughs> they do. Only they also need to reach the cap floor. That's true. So they'll be picking up those ridiculous contracts. There's your man. You get rid of him and you throw three million a year extra to Kerry, three million a year to Mr. Radulov. Everyone's happy. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Especially GMGM. Um, oh, but you don't. He's going to move to Australia and play in my beer league team. Obviously. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> He's going to play for the, Plot for twist. the uh, Perth Thunder. Jesus. Yeah, that'd Maybe. be great. That would be great. All right, mate. Look, I reckon we cut it there because I feel like we've raised your blood pressure to uh, yeah. borderline acceptable levels. You definitely need to go back down to the pub and drink all of your sorrows away. Yeah. Can I, can I just can I just do a little summary? Of course yeah, you can. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Look, so we've had this guy for, I think, it's seven or eight years, and he's done nothing. And Mark Bergevin's strengths lie in making tiny little, tiny little moves. You know, like moves that nobody sees coming, apart from obviously the Subban track. Moves that nobody sees coming. What the Canadians have lacked for 20 years is a number one centre. Um, currently, I think Galchenyuk can be the number one centre, and, and now it's like, well, who do you play at number two centre? Because obviously, Placanics doesn't cut it. Philippe Daniel is going to be a perfect, perfect number three centre, and Tori Mitchell is going to be perfect in the uh, four hole. So it, Mark Bergevin, I think, is also part of the problem. He's amazing at those tiny little moves. He's never, ever going to pull off that big number one centre trade. He backed the wrong horse in Terrian. Um, I think that the, the that, that trade and that this um, that not firing Terrian has set them back at least 10 years. And, yeah, just as a, as a fan, it's quite a uh, harsh reality to, to swallow. Well, mate, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've been made to feel this way for the past few years, but I am, however, glad that you know there is greener pastures ahead, and I, uh, I hope my good my good personal friend Cloud Julian can deliver you the cup that you so desperately long. Yeah, well, I mean, as a Caps mm. fan, I know I know how it feels to be salty and back a shit team. So I'll put, uh, I'll, I'll put in a okay. word. I'll put in. A, I'll put in. A, I'll put in a word for you next time I'm on the phone with um with CJ is what I like yeah, to call CJ. him. CJ, me and hey, CJ. Teach. How's it I going? I say, oh look, if you if you can help out Luke, just a uh, couple of couple of wins. Couple of wins. Couple just of wins a few for the boys. In the w column. <laughs> 
I love that you call him Cloud Julian as well. Well, it's because everyone's got their own little thing, own little thing oh. right? And I've, I've been listening to so many overseas, like the French Canadian dudes, like, oh, it's, it's, it's Cloud. And then someone else Claude. is like, Claude. And then someone else is like, Claude. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with Cloud because I intentionally yeah. like to fuck with the French Canadians. Fuck it, we're Australian. Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit A. Patrick, what? I don't think so. <laughs> nah, Roy. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> More, more na- not enough Patrick nasal. Patrick Roy. Yeah, Patrick Roy. Reser- comes comes from Reservoir. Fucking great joke. And uh, also Daniel Breer. Oh, yeah, I'm a fan of that. Although I will say I, I do like watching people try and pronounce Bufflin for the first time. Oh, look, it's Bufuglian. Bufuglian. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing. All right, we're, um, we're going to let you jet. Seen, if you've seen 24CH... Um, there was one film the other year when when Daniel Brier got signed, and he came from Philadelphia. Yeah, I've and seen the, it. the voiceover guy goes, "So long to Danny Brier. Hello to Daniel Brier." <laughs> That's amazing. My God! Love Please it. tell me someone punched that guy. I'm sure someone's punched him at some stage. Thank God. For sure. Thank God. All right, mate. Go crush a few more tinnies. We're gonna get to work. See you, boys. Done. Bye. Thanks, man. So look, we've kind of we we kind of started to touch on this, but we're going to get right in. And there's one thing I'm very very well and truly sick of already, and it's the who's better, the Austin Matthews or Patrick Wayne conversation. Oh, I'm so sick of it, and I'm so. And here's the thing: it's not just people who are new to the sport clinging to a conversation, Toby, who don't know a hell of a lot. There's it's people everyone. who've been immersed in the game for thirty years, who are like, yeah, but who's better? Who Fuck. Cares? Just stop. I know. It, it's hard. Cause, I mean, we have the same problem with, with obviously, with OV. Well, it's a sit and OV thing. It's the same. But there's, there always has to be the one guy, you know, and there's always a counterpart who's why does, better. Why does one have to be better? Why can't, why can't we just be, be happy that we've got two generational players? Why can't players? they be mutually excellent at what they do? Well, here's the thing, right? Like, we're, what, what are we more than anything? And first and foremost, we are fans, right? We are. Why does one have to be better than the other? Why can't we, they just be good? Just be stoked that you've got a bunch of really good players. Like Why I know, they just I know, be good at sports. People love their history, right? Yeah. And people love their rivalries, and people like getting nostalgic and they go, yeah. "Oh, well, the game was better in the '90s, yeah, and yeah. the game was better here." And yeah, you know what? The game in your head was probably always better in the era that you, you watched it. That the you most. watched it. Like for me, my favorite era of the NBA was the '90s. Yeah, but that's when you the, the sport with I it. am the most immersed in and engaged in at my age now is yeah, hockey. Hockey by far, and. Yeah. I'm not going to say this is the best era, but because my knowledge is up and because, especially down here in Australia, we've got now better means of actually getting more content. Yeah, and getting engaged. It's the most informed we've been. I've got no problem in saying I'm enjoying it now more than ever and all this awesome shit's available to us, including a slew of good young players. Well, here's the thing, right? Since I've gotten older, I now have a respect for more players, more teams. I'm interested in Winnipeg, for instance. Different Whereas elements before, of the, the teams. I'm interested in teams that I would never even give a fuck about. Like, I'm interested in what's happening in Phoenix. I'm interested in what the Pan- yeah. like, what the Panthers are doing because it makes for it makes for an interesting conversation. And you're not not only that, but you're watching your team play them and going, actually, these guys got this jet. We need to watch out for him. You're watching a Carolina game. Is that a like, pun? Because line A jets. jets yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. good. Not but bad. You're watching a Carolina game. You're like, fucking, we need to watch out for Aho. He's a fucking legend. He can yeah. score three on us. Well, Do you know what I mean? And but that's 
that's what I think as you get older and you start immersing yourself in the sport, you're like, you know what? This is fucking cool, man. So what you're basically saying is people need to get off this and just enjoy what we've got and be grateful just for be it. Just be happy there's It's like action. people who spend all their, their spare time saying Tom Brady's not the greatest of all time. What a fuckhead. How about you just enjoy just the fact enjoy that it. you're watching a generational play? Yeah, just be happy. Or people who want to rubbish Let's LeBron James stop. all day. Why don't yeah. you just enjoy watching a just, freakish athlete? Just stop. Just stop being old, sad bastards and just enjoy it. Just, but on, just let it happen. Onto these two guys in particular, right? Like... It's not just the fact that it's far too early in their careers to be comparing them. Yeah, well, Math- it's Matthews like is a big-bodied playmaking center who yeah. wants the puck so he can bulldoze his way through. Line A is the most violent sniper we've seen since Ovi, and within a year or two, potentially better. It yeah, couldn't yeah. be more apples and oranges, right? The conversation They're is totally different players redundant. entirely, right? And, and the way in which they conduct themselves is completely like well, and, end-to-end different. And right? people have had the line mate conversation too. They go, yeah, but look at Austin's numbers and he's doing it with rookies on his line. You're like, yep, cool, fair point, granted. Yeah, Patrick Line, they go, but he's on a line with Shifley. You're like, Shifley's numbers weren't this good without Line. Yeah, so yeah, who's so making who better? They're making Maybe each other better. Maybe it's just a mutually beneficial relationship well, because Line is really, really well, good. Here's too. the thing. How about good players just make each other better yeah. doesn't matter who they are or their age just or their tenure if you're the right player and it's the right chemistry Look it's just Leafs. gonna work the Leafs is full of young dudes who barely have a year under their belt playing out of their minds because they're enjoying playing hockey and yeah. it just if excellence just feeds on itself because it's there and people want to they it just happens right it's yep. called chemistry that's what hockey's about I agree come well, on well, look the, the point I want to make out of all this is rather than tackling this redundant ridiculous conversation over who's better out of the one and two the chatter in the conversation should be firmly redirected at the overall Calder race because this crop of rookies is fantastic and this is the again, best we've had in years people are going to look back yeah, you're like I mean, obviously, like McDavid, McDavid this year, you will argue is probably going to be better over his career than any of the rookies this year. Yeah. But but for volume of rookies, oh. this is the best we've had in a really long time. Rookie and I'd like to think rarely come about like this. Oh. In in ten years, we're going to look back on this and go, this is one of those drafts. Oh, I thought you were going to say in ten years we're going to look back and go, holy shit, I was fat. Oh well, that too, yeah. But we're going to look back on and go, that was one of those drafts. So of course, look. Uh, Matthews and Line A are leading the charge. They're yeah, going to be easy. in the call tick, to conversation. They're on. both on target for 40 goals. That's ludicrous as rookies. Yeah, it's um, ridiculous, right? So no one should be scoring that much. And I love the fact that it's coinciding with the season where the Canadian teams are surging back to the playoffs. Obviously, no, li- like Line A and Matthews having a belter has got nothing to do with the Habs, Sens, and Oilers improving. But what a great coincidence. Dude, good Canadian teams is excellent for hockey. And but, we, but, we say but, that a lot, though. But how but good is that, true. though? Like, these two kids playing for Canadian squads in yeah. the year that the Canadian squads Blowing are getting up. their come up. Yeah. Fantastic coincidence. Exactly. Fun for everyone. Exactly. What we need to talk about, though, is the other legitimate threats to the call of the crown, and we think we've got three legit threats. Yeah, I completely agree. So, off the top, obviously, there's Matt Murray. Um, you can't not look at him. He's obviously eligible still. But it's shocking how many people don't see him as a rookie. Well, because he did not play his... He, he's he didn't within, play his quota of games. He hasn't played his... Elig- he's still within his eligibility. It's the same thing as Kuzi did in his, in his facility. But it, this was the same conversation last year when people like Panarin shouldn't be eligible for the Calder because he's 24 and played in Russia. Who yeah, cares? but he's an but, NHL rookie. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's, the, the language is very clear. Yeah, and you have you, there, there's certain rules. So he's obviously in it in the combo. Well, I mean, well, his, his stats as well. So his his season thus far, nine thirty save percentage with a flat two goal against average. Yeah, hasn't had the second year blues. They've had a lot of defensemen coming up and down and injured. Latang's been in and out all year. Oli Mart is out. The defense is actually quite thin under that, and he's still got those numbers. 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously hard to to rate a goalie based on a few years. I mean, we, we might, I don't want to call another Cam Ward situation, but it's happened before, right? Yeah. Red hot, red, a goalie signed on a red on a massive contract off the back of a red hot playoff series. Yeah. And then, boom, see you later. And then Cam Ward. Yeah, true. Mm. Well, then you've got Mitch Marner. Um, imagine scoring forty eight points in your debut season and not even being the most popular rookie on your team. And having a dazzling smile, by the way. Um, the only thing standing between Marner and the rookie scoring title is how long he's going to be on IR for. He's missed four games already. Yeah. Upper body injury, very uh, vague. You know we don't know means. what it is. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Six eight weeks. He could come back tomorrow. Well, or he could come back in eight it's weeks. It's classic NHL. But either no, way, no more talking. It, IR. That's how it is. Either way, Matthews and Lyon only need a seven to ten day jump on him for him to and not be able to yeah. close that gap. But to be honest, Mitch Marner is probably my favorite player on the Leafs right now. He's is he really? Yeah, I love him. I love watching. I always feel better watching the Leafs when I know Mitch Marner's playing. Mine's Roman Polak because he knows he's really lucky to be there. Because he's, he's, you know he's, what? He's, he's like, just happy to be there. Yeah, to be he's, he's, he's like I'm such a weak cog he's on like, this you know team. What? I'm here for the ride. But the defensive market was so thin that he's like, I'm in. Do you reckon at the end of each game, he like takes his helmet off and he goes, hey boys, thanks for the carry. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs> thanks no, for he, the carry. He runs around, he's like, oh guys, I, I got some oranges, I cut some yeah, oranges yeah. off. Hey, he's I'm like, like, oh, can I, can I, can I get you Gatorade? Anyone? Just... Sorry, Roman. Sorry. You seem like a nice guy. Yeah, the, but... joke, the joke was there to be had. It, to be, yeah, he, honestly though, thanks for the carry. Uh, and number five Didn't on our that. list, uh, Zach Wierenski of the Blue Jackets. Yeah, they've slowed a little and as has Wierenski scoring a little bit. Don't let that distract you from the His fact stats though. are good though. This is his first season, like his legit first season. He's a legit rookie playing the single hardest role to learn in the NHL, like being an NHL caliber defenseman. 36 points, plus 16, 145 shots on goal, and 100 combined hits and blocks as a rookie puck mover. That's mental. It's pretty crazy. But he plays in Columbus. Yeah, I know, right? So people are like, ah, oh, but he plays in Columbus. Yeah. But I mean, they're known as a, as a I guess, a very heavy... Um, heavy scoring team as well. So, well, look, look, the winner's going to come from that group, right? But the honourable mention I want to throw in Matthew Kachuk for his uh, efforts Matthew with the Kachuk, Flames. Yeah, look, this kid's earned himself a reputation already as a hard-hitting, just fearless prick. He's kind Horrible. of a short dude, though. No, he's big, man. Is he? He's I was big. watching him the other day. Maybe he plays more. He, I think he hunches a lot. To yeah, move maybe. His well, hits I was quite watching. Low. I'm like, he doesn't look that tall. Nah, he, he's got a he's got a rig on he him. He set up a really good goal the other day. Thirty three points, ninety two pims, hundred and one shots on goal, fifty seven yeah. hits as a rookie. FYI, he's outscoring Goudreau and Monaghan this year. Yeah. So if any of these dudes stay healthy and if Mitch Marner comes back, it's going to be a very interesting race towards the end of the season. But the cool thing for me is that six rookies on six different teams, a lot of them are all in very different it. situations, all yeah. killing it. Just be grateful that we've got six fantastic rookies. Yeah, well, I mean, last year it was really um, Panarin or, or Ghost Bear. Yeah. And that, that was it. Basically. That was it. That was it, yeah. All right, so who's your pick? Who, who you reckon is going to take it? Depending on how long Marner's off, it's yeah. Mitch Marner. I'll, I'm, I'm, You're in? I'm, I'm all in on Mitch Marner. He's, he's obviously my favorite. Great hair, phenomenal smile. I'd, lo I'd love to see Kachuk win, but I do think that uh, if people come to their senses, I think it's Matt Murray's. Yeah. Well, imagine I, in his first two years, he's got a call around a Stanley Cup. Well, very rarely they give it to a goalie, so it'd be cool for, for a goalie to pick it up. All right. Well, here's a question for you then, like a final question before we move on. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to be the better rivalry over the next decade? And you can pick one. Yeah. McDavid versus Eichel. Matthews versus Line A. Line A versus McDavid. Or Matthews versus McDavid. Wow, I think the last one, Matthews versus McDavid. 
Yeah, and I think it makes more sense because they're both centers. Yep. So it's a legitimate thing. It, where it, like if it's a one for one. When push comes I mean? to shove, if they face off in the playoffs at some stage, which I think they inevitably which will. Which is very possible, right? Number one center versus number one center. Yeah, like, it's like head to head. They're actually going like, head to head. You, you've got the classic like face off photo. You know what I mean? And that's always what's been askew about the OV Sid thing. Because Sid's a center and OV's a right winger. We'll say this now. Let's say in five years, the Oilers and the Leafs are pat- matching going off in the playoffs, right? Yeah. That opening drop, oh. McDavid versus Matthews. It's, that's that's some, what that, the NHL needs. That's something you get blown up as an eight-footer and you that's, print off. That's what they want. And you frame it and that goes up because that's huge. That's a heck of a photo. But more importantly, that's what the NHL has been looking for for years. And can you imagine Bettman young, just sitting Young star rivalry, classic he, Canadian squad. Let me, let me put Gary, it this way. Gary Bettman is, um, <laughs> is Randy's dad. No, he's, he's, sorry, is Kyle's dad in South Park just... Creaming everywhere. He, more importantly, he's 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 not rubbing his hands together. He's sweating. He's he's visibly sweating. He's that excited. He removes his toupee. His little side. Yeah. He, he shuffles. He shuffles off and like <laughs> he literally <laughs> he sheds the skin. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on new, board there. A new silky smooth, like like you know, I guess the creepy smile. And That's a picture head. though. Like you you think of classic photos, right? They talk about um. Like the helmet catch when the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like the Jordan um, dunk. The Jordan free throw dunk. The yeah. Babe Ruth pointing out pointing your homer. So, that first Stanley Cup final, uh, McDavid. McDavid versus Matthews face-off. Huge. That's that's the hockey contribution. Yeah, it's so huge. That, that goes up there with the Bobby Orr jump after the, the game-winning goal. I think so too, man. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> Maybe it sits behind Pronger boarding uh, Bieber. Well, nothing can really, really touch that. Hey, before we move on to something slightly more comical, I do want to waffle for a moment about something you and I stumbled across uh, a week or so ago, um, talking about why the Canadian Hockey League uh, is going to be forced to make their financial records public. Uh, Yes. Would this be because they are dogging the boys, and if the boys are, in fact, all of their players, fans, and anyone who's an interest in the league? John, I believe dogging the boys is very applicable in this one. So, Uh, (laughs) so, in in a nutshell, and we'll post a link for you guys to go check out the article. We won't spend much time on it, but I mean, it's it's funny to see how upset everyone gets when they actually take a step back for a minute, take the fan hat off, and go. Actually, you know what? We're being screwed. Yeah. So basically. Uh, it does seem like there's actually a boatload of money to be made in the junior hockey space, unless, of course, you're a player. Uh, the phrase poverty wages is included in this article. Well, they reckon it's about $50 a week. Well, a number of them actually, well, a significant portion of them actually aren't even getting paid. They're getting free access and board and the rest, of it, but they're not actually receiving any Anything, money so. for services rendered. Look, the CHL maintains its players as student athletes, not employees, and subsequently paying them a livable wage would put them out of business. There's a good <laughs> chance that that's a bunch would of BS, they? as a number of these initial reports they've already been debunked and they're going to be questioned in court as a number of teams have demonstrated they've got the cash flow to play uh, to pay managers and board members and personnel but i don't want to say that they're being dodgy but i want to see some financial records god damn it well they're being made to take them to the courts i'm just going to say this somebody's taken a dip in the company funds oh dude look here's what somebody's taken a few dips. <laughs> you just wanted to say that, didn't you? Just so a look, few, like, like, maybe, a, maybe a little dabble. A little, just a little, little dangle. Little, so look, yeah. like the NCAA, what we have here is an industry built on selling these youngsters on a mantra of personal sacrifice and education. Selling a dream. While the selling money, a dream. Selling a you dream. Could be, you could be a pro hockey player. While the money goes elsewhere. We're just not paying you anything. Look, I understand putting young men in a position to get a great education is very important. I'm they're, very they're on like, board with that. They're, they're like blowing in the ear. Like, <laughs> you could be Shut up! 
You'll get no be. argument from me on that. But <laughs> if there's money to be made, it needs to be shared. Education is first and foremost, and that's what they're giving them, right? But if the money is there, the money needs to be shared. Well, look at it this way. they One, one particular team is in focus... Um, in the oh uh, the Red Deer Rebels yeah of the Northern Hockey League Northern Canadian Hockey League or something uh, they're WHL yeah yep. so they're making a significant amount of money so I actually jumped onto their website significant so and to the point that they're, they're making enough to pay all their players and still reap a ridiculous uh, profit each year so i jumped on their website earlier last week um when we, when we talked about this which was uh essentially after the show so this was our yeah. uh, this is our off-air banter last week yeah so we thought it was good to bring into the show so we actually looked at um ticket pricing and season chicken it's very expensive to go see one of these games man well no it's very expensive to go see it in a couple of markets for them for the bulk of them they get around this right uh i found packages for the Halifax Mooseheads of the, uh, what is that, QMJHL? Yeah. Uh, four tickets, $40. Yeah. So, so take your family, 40 bucks. You can't get one ticket to the footy for $40. No, no. But so for some of these leagues, yes, it's very affordable. But for other leagues, depending on the market, it can be extremely profitable. So when I was in Vancouver, I well, looked at going to... you got to imagine the London Knights, it's expensive. As yeah, balls. man, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I, when I was in Vancouver, I, went, I wanted to go see a minor league game. But yeah. it, you know what? It was actually cheaper to go see the NHL. Really? On one night, because I I was looking at tickets and tickets were comparable, like comparable tickets where I was sitting in on the NHL game was more a little probably about ten to fifteen bucks more expensive. Is it because there's less of them though? Because the arena is like seven eight thousand. I mean, granted, I was buying them late and blah 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 and the whole thing. But I mean, at the end of the day, I was like, wow, it's pretty weird. And but I think this is a market a market based thing, whatever. But at at the end of the day, it's surely if you're charging that much, they're paying their players. Like you look at the NHL, they're charging. I guess in some markets, Charging comparable X, X amount because they're paying the players Y amount. Yeah, I get and, it. And it just it kind of just stinks of classic boys dogging, to be honest. Well, look, the bottom line is this, and I think similar to the NCAA, we and I say we as a fan base, we as people, whatever it may be, uh, some kind of committee needs to be appointed that governs these bodies that have student athletes on the board, and they need to work out a way to deal with it. However, that may be there's talks with the you know, how they want to kind of rework the NCAA that players have performance bonuses based yeah, on Div yeah, 1, 2, on, 3. Exactly. Um, if you do receive a salary, it goes into a holding account for you. Escrow, you get it upon graduation and it goes to your family. Yeah. There's great issues. The bottom line is, yes, they're getting an education. Yes, they're getting all the grooming they need to become a pro hockey player. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, but if there's, and if there's no they're money... They're still putting their life on hold. But if there's no money day. there and they're getting the education all that, great, you're doing these kids the, yeah. the right thing by them. If there is money there, though, and there is enough to share it, it needs to be shared. Yeah, why can't it be profitable? Like, if you were running a minor league team, like, if John ran a team called the Fucky McFuckfucks or whatever it may be, right? Gigi, <laughs> the Froggy McFisties. Froggy McFisties, right? And you, Please, your team made enough to pay you a livable wage to run it, and, the and they the all guys. got to go to school, yeah. and they all got to groom themselves to make the NHL, but that was it. Then you are doing the right thing by those kids. Yeah. However, if, if however, if you were making wage, another four million dollars, yeah. and these kids are like, "Yeah, we're eating ramen noodles again tonight." Yeah, cool, man. You are a fuck. Yeah, and I, look, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, get too far into it because obviously all the facts aren't in. But I just feel like administration fees and management fees. There's uh, talk of some of these dudes getting two hundred k a year. Uh, plus, plus, while the kids are getting fifty bucks a week. Yeah, and so I, I mean, yes, you need to pay good money for good administrators. I understand that. Yes, that whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're doing that, 
and you're reaping a four to five plus mil profit per year. Yeah. Per year. Dog. Dog. White dog. All right. Boys. Being dogged. Let's move on to the now famous, hotly anticipated weekly Holy Puck Awards. Because we like to wrap things up with a little bit of a lull. Here's the thing though. Not anticipated. Not famous. You know what? I reckon the moment five people care, that's like, that's fame. That's huge. You know what though? Here's the thing. I have a feeling that when people listen to this show, they're like, are the awards finally wrap it up? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right. You know what? The Jumbo Jumbo Joe Jumbo legend this week. And I got this one. You can have the rest. Uh, Comedian Bill Burr. For his absolute ravaging of New York and Montreal hockey yeah, fans that was on his podcast good. this week. If you don't listen to us, subscribe to the Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with his assessment, and he himself concedes that he loves everyone. He just likes talking shit. It was a fucking ass-kicking of brutal proportions. It's so brutal, I'm not even going to repeat what he said. You're going to have to go to the podcast and listen to yourself, because it was just... I was convinced I was going to have some kind of heart attack from laughing so hard. It was fucking mental. You know what? And if you live in Montreal, you're probably real upset with him right now. At the things Montreal fans about have you. copped it in this podcast. So well. bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, we have we have some good friends of the podcast, obviously, with with Lukey. But um, holy shit, we, we 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 it really is raining shit on Montreal. There's right one now. thing he said. He goes, "You fucking Montreal fans with your fucking pocket squares and your fancy socks. Fuck you." I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Where's that coming from? Like, stop making fun of good sock game. Yeah, I, I was actually a little offended because I enjoy a good sock. I know. Yeah. You have a phenomenal sock game. Thank you. So Just, do you. Thanks, man. Well played. All right. <laughs> the Johnny Boychuk Bone Cruncher of the Week. John, this is for you. Oh, well. Is it really a bone cruncher, though? Slight cheat, but it had the potential to be a bone cruncher. Oh, see, I disagree. I would have given it to my boy Brooks Orpik for having a real good crack at your, my, at your boy, Steve Ott. Didn't rate it because Ott was fine. Like, he was <laughs> like giving it the WWE <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like come on! You know what, though? Because you know, this is why. He loves a good fight, and he actually enjoys being beaten because he thinks it's funny. Yeah, he actually yeah, thought he, getting punched in the face was hilarious. But he's that kind of a dickhead. Like, yeah, I love it. I'm all on board. I thought you'd give it to Steve Ott. I mean, because Steve Ott now... Big fan of the show. We're a huge fan. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I want to give it, and it's a slight cheat to Jake. Jake Allen. Allen. Yeah, I know. So I know. Uh, basically, look, Jake Allen in the St. Louis Blues. He lost his goalie mask during a play. The whistle wasn't blown. He stood up and faced a shot, maskless. Yeah. Balls on this dude. I mean, he's had a rough. Balls run. the size of fucking potatoes. Spuds, even. Spud. Well, you're a spud. You're a spud. Uh, oh but God. a puck to the face <laughs> in the modern <laughs> NHL could. Yeah, could take your head off. Well, so the stone, it could do a little more. Than, sorry, the stones. The, on the, the kid. stones that he showed to get up and take that yeah. absolute, uh, and potentially where bone crunching, like legitimately, like legitimately like, bone. Cr- I mean, it was literal bone crunching damage. Yeah. I mean, why didn't they call it anyway? I mean, the, there's a like, weird rule that they don't blow the whistle if your team's got possession of the puck. So uh, he lost his mask when they were in possession. Someone gave the puck up. And he ate the shot, but he stopped it. Sam's mask, yeah. whatever. But I mean, one of Holpe's classic moves, and for anyone who's watched the Caps a lot, is as soon as it looks like he's, his mask is nearly looking like, he's, it's off. He's like, he's one of those, he's literally, he just, he's literally throwing it off. It's, it's, it's a smart play. Crazy person. It's, it's a smart play. Okay, so this one, you know what? This one is now our cover photo on almost every social media you can find. Great cover and photo. And if you have not seen this and if you've not YouTubed it, where have you been? Do it. Just where have you been? So, two... I used to written here nameless, but I feel like shameless is probably the the better adjective to describe this dude. So, the dude who hung the jersey upside down at, at the banner ceremony for Colin... Uh, I guess... Chalk. Chalk? 
of the, of Fort, the Fort Wayne, Wayne Comets. Wow. 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 Like, so not only was it, was it you know, the quiet moment where everyone's like, Hush. <gasps> Colin's oh, shit, it's upside down! <laughs> <laughs> but not only was it upside down and shit, bonus <laughs> points to the staff who then proceeded with raising their yeah, banner anyway. Not a, not a moment, just... Yep, we meant it. Yep. Like, oh fuck, that's upside down. All right, Hurt. hoist her up. I'm like, you know what? Here's your participation award. Get off. <laughs> Potentially one of the best nights of that guy's life, and they fucked it up because yeah. they couldn't even hang it up the right so, way. So, I mean, he does deserve the shit bag of the week award, but for real, very pretty, funny. Oh, pretty funny. Great internet. Pretty funny. Great internet. I feel like that should be like you'd be given a shooting stars meme. Like, it's it's pretty good. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Hey, so this this is the end of the show. Usually, we, 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 relieved because it's an hour earlier than we normally finish. Yeah, I'm, I mean it's sweaty. I really need a shower. Um, you came over literally like ten minutes after I got home. It was pretty rough. Great content. I'm sure the fans they're really. Happy I'm certain no one gives a fuck of my, about my ordeal to be honest. But look, you guys all know the drill. Don't forget to hit our socials: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Holy Puck Podcast. Check out our site. HolyPuckPodcast.com. I've been doing a bunch of writing on there. You have. Some very funny pictures of Michelle Terrian, if that floats your boat. Yeah, MS Paint's been going right off. I've been working tirelessly, adding us to more and more mediums, so you can hit us everywhere. We're on Mixcloud, we're on Pocket Cast, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes. Podcast Addicts. I've been everywhere making sure that whatever medium you use... Even if you tried to escape our podcast, we'd find a way to get it to you. We are... We are Overly Attached Girlfriend Podcast. Yeah, and look, make sure you tell your friends about our podcast so they subscribe to it. And if they say, hey, I don't even like hockey, stop being friends with them. Yeah, or punch them in the back of the head. Yeah, i got plenty of friends that say they don't like hockey and we really don't hang out anymore. Yeah, they've just been deleted from Facebook. What are you guys doing? Well, I mean, we don't delete people anymore. We just unfollow. Yeah, unfollow is the smart game. You're like, I can't be bothered dealing with talking to you about why I've unfriended you. I'm just going to unfollow you because your life bores me. Yeah. Yeah, like the FML posts. Oh, it. cool. You're at the pub again on a Sunday morning. How fantastic oh. for you. Anyway, so make sure you hit up all our, all our socials and make sure you hit us up. If you can, please go ahead and leave us a comment um, on, on iTunes. It'd be really good to, to get a nice it would. review. I mean, I know that we have a few reviews pending and I know some of you have been dying, dying to put your thoughts about how terrible we are and yeah. how good our haircuts are onto... The iTunes, it's really important if you can hit us up on it that. It is important because there's only so many times my mum can get on there and review this show. Yeah, and once was more than enough, once to be honest. <laughs> I'm so proud of you talking Cameron's about... Cameron's finally doing something. Talking about the He's sports He's swearing ball. on the internet. Talking yes. about the sports ball. Yay. <laughs> you know, All right. Wow. Episode 40, though. It was a good one. I'm into it. It was a great one. Thanks for having me. No, I can't. Thank you. Oh, pleasure's all mine.